Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. to start this really fun episode of the People and Places podcast with Chelsea. She's with Joyfully Said Signs and The Mill. Hey, Chelsea, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm doing wonderful. And I am so excited to have you here. Of course, we've had you on the podcast before, and it's always so much fun. But just in case a listener is not quite familiar, can you share a little bit about Joyfully Said Signs and what The Mill is, where you're located and everything? Sure. Yeah. We are located in Middlebury. Um, we joyfully said is a, we are a wooden wall art manufacturer. Um, we started with just words on signs. Now we do a lot of artwork. We work with a lot of artists from around the country to create original art and we make it all in-house in our, um, we're in an old popcorn plant here in Middlebury. And then we also have a retail shop and along with us here we call our property the mill and we also have the mustard seed marketplace shop next door to us so it's a really fun destination to stop and shop we have all kinds of home decor we have clothing lots of giftables um just all kinds of things um yeah so that's what we do Oh my gosh. And you undersell it so much. Your signs are so beautiful. They are absolutely stunning. I love them so much. And when you talk about the mill, it's funny because you're, you're talking about you're at a mill right there in Middlebury. Yeah. yeah, The the mill is the oldest building here in Middlebury. It was a functioning grain mill back in the 1800s. So that's why we call it the mill today. I love it. And this weekend you have such a fun event coming up called market under the lights. What's Mm -hmm. happening with that? Yeah, so we host a big um, artisan market twice a year. So this is our fall artisan market. And we it is in the evening. It's from 3 to 8 p.m. So we call it under the lights, market under the lights, because we we just hang a lot of string lights outside. Our vendors bring lights. And as the sun starts to go down, it just feels very, very cozy and festive. We, We have live music. We have fire pits you can sit around as you listen to the music, Um, a whole several really great food trucks. So there's lots of food available. Um, It's just a fun space to hang out in and shop. We have about 40 artisan vendors joining us this year for Market Under the Lights. And yeah, and then our shops are, of course, open as well, Joyfully Said and the Mustard Seed Marketplace. So how did the concept for this event start? So when, when Joyfully Said was just, just beginning and we didn't have our own retail space, we used to go to some artisan markets around the region and we loved them. The vibe is just so, so fun. It's like Pinterest kind of throws up on a field. (laughs) We just love, it's just such a fun environment to be in. And so when we got our retail space and purchased this property here, we thought it would just be fun to start hosting our own markets, especially since we don't set up at markets anymore now with our retail shop. This way we bring the market to us. So we still get to be a part of it, um, but we just are now the ones hosting. I love that. And you did mention that you have so many vendors that are going to be there this weekend. 
what type of products can people expect when they get there? Especially, you know, we're in fall coming up very soon. We're getting into the holiday shopping season. So certainly you can start your, your holiday shopping early, but what kind of things can we see? Yeah. So we have several really amazing mobile boutiques joining us. We have handcrafted jewelry, candles, bath and body products, um, some really amazing um, handcrafted home decor types of items that you will find. Um, trying to think of all the categories. There's, there's so many, um, some children's really fun children's boutiques and vendors. Um, I think I'm hitting most of the categories, but um, each one is so unique and just so creative. And it's so fun to see how they not only design their product so creatively, but they curate their vendor space so so creatively as well. So like I said, it's a very Pinterest friendly <laughs> event. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, Chelsea, I know that people need to purchase some tickets for this, but it is such an affordable event because you're getting access to everything that we just talked about. Great food, live music, food vendors, all that fun stuff. But I think that I saw that Joyfully said Gathered Goods and Mustard Seed Marketplace really make it make it really beneficial to grab that ticket, right? Yeah. Yes, we do. So your ticket is only $5 if you pre-purchase it, $6 at the gate um, per person. Kids are free, kids 12 and under. But by purchasing a ticket, you do have access to all those things you mentioned, as well as we are offering in Joyfully Said and Gathered Goods $5 off every 50 you spend. So you're going to recoup your ticket costs right there. Oh, yeah. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. And then Mustard Seed has some deals going on as well. So um, yeah, it's a win-win really. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like you mentioned, the mill itself is so beautiful under the lights. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. You know, we referenced Pinterest a couple of times and it really is just everything that you see in boards, inspiration boards, you've curated right there in Middlebury. And I love it so much. Now, Market Under the Lights does happen this Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 8 p.m. Of course, you can get all the details that we just talked about and get those tickets at joyfullysaid.com. Chelsea, thank you so much for sharing all the details about this event. Of course, we love everything uh, that Joyfully Said produces. We've got several pieces here in our office, hanging up in our individual offices. Um, obviously, we, we just love everything there. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about the market and get the word out about Joyfully Said and just everything you guys are doing. So thank you. Yes, of course. Right. I am excited to welcome Alan with the Hall of Heroes to the podcast. Hey, Alan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, good. I'm doing so well. Now, of course, we've had you on the podcast before, yes. but if the listeners aren't quite familiar with Hall of Heroes, what is it? We are, uh, we're probably Elkhart's best known secret because yes. we're much more well-known nationally than we are locally. <laughs> and people come in locally and think we're a store and don't realize, even though it says museum on the side. Oh, exactly. Yes, exactly. It happens almost daily that people will come in and it's like, oh my God, I got paid again. It's like, well, yeah, we're a museum just like uh -huh. anybody else. We got to keep the doors open. Um, but we are the only comic book and superhero museum in the United States. We cover the whole 80-year history of superheroes and comics, toys, film, and animation. And we've actually been featured on a dozen national television shows, 
Uh, in fact, I actually worked as one of the experts on the American Pickers television series. Oh, well, oh my gosh, we're going to have to have you on the podcast to talk about that alone. Sure. But today, oh, you didn't know that? I everybody knew no, that. You know, I did like three years now. Yeah. Oh, no, you know, I didn't. I didn't know that at all. But today we are here to talk about a fun event that you've yes. got coming up where both heroes and villains mm -hmm. are going to invade Wellfield Botanic Gardens, right? Yes. So what exactly is this event? It's your second annual event. Yes. It's happening October 6th and 7th. It's Hall of Heroes. It's you. It's yeah. Wellfield Botanic Gardens. Right. How did this get started? Um, it kind of started because one of my other roles, I'm the president of the Elkhart County Museum Association. Because you're a museum. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Because we are a museum. Uh, so one of the things that I've tried to do is, you know, in my this third year, so I'm on this first year, my second term, uh, and I've really tried to get, you know, museums work together because museums, it's really hard. You know, museums struggle to survive with attendance yeah. and things like that. Absolutely. Um, especially if you're a local museum, because most locals are like, oh, well, I go any time and they never come and things like that, you know, and all museums you know, suffer that problem. Yeah. Uh, so I've tried to build collaboration, team-ups, you know, superhero team-ups, you know. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Wellfield is, you know, we're one of the bigger organizations here locally, Wellfield is as well. Um, and we send people back and forth, you know, during the summer months and yeah. travel months and things to each other. Um, but I just always love what they do with the Christmas lights event. Oh, they yes. Do such an amazing job with that, Eric and his his team. And so I, you know, invited Eric to lunch about a year and a half ago. And I said, hey, here's what I want to propose to you. Uh -huh. You know, what you guys do for Christmas, you know, we have, because we've done the Hall of Villains at the mm -hmm. museum for like 15 years. Yes. Where we've done with black lights and everything, but it's, you know, just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger out yeah. of the room. And we need somewhere else to go. Kind of like Comic-Con. Same yeah. problem Comic-Con yep. has. Um, and so I talked to Eric. I'm like, hey, we should team up and do what you do. Christmas lights, Halloween themed with live actors that we do. And it would just be incredible because Elkhart hasn't had a Halloween event in like 30, 35 years. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, and the thing is, there's nothing for little kids. Because everything like Niles and Mishwalk Screen Park are too scary yes. for little kids. Yeah. So we wanted to do something that's family friendly, but it's fun for both the little kids and the mm -hmm. adults too, seeing all the costumes. So basically we've put together a mile long path for okay. Wellfield Gardens. Yep. And then we have like the Halloween lights versus the Christmas lights. And we have the Halloween theme music playing throughout the gardens. And we have 50 different attractions throughout the mile long path between full size statues of superheroes with animatronics that we've added, you know, We've added some new ones this year versus last year. Actually, one of the coolest ones, and I oh, haven't seen yeah. it yet. I can't wait till next week when we set up. We have an animatronic Mars Attacks. With oh, the gun that blasts yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We got to, yeah, it was a new one through Spirit of Halloween. Yeah. We have some other high-end ones. So we got that. We're adding a couple of like the 12-foot tall skeletons. We're doing one as like a dead giant man with the Ant-Man helmet and stuff. Oh, my God. So it's like, so yeah, we got some cool stuff lined up for this year versus last year. And we usually get about 30 live actors. Okay. Throughout that. So it's mainly villains because October is Villains Month. Is it? It is. Yeah. Okay. So we, we always do October is Villains Month uh -huh. and all our heroes because the villains deserve some love they, too. They do. They yeah. absolutely do. So they kind of get to win the day for once. So you're as you go through, you're going to see mm -hmm. probably 70, 80% villains. Okay. And some heroes, but the heroes will be captive of the villains. Oh. So the kids, we encourage the kids to dress in costume, adults too. Yes. But the kids can dress up and as a hero or a villain, because villains have become more popular. 
They have. Yes, they have. So they can choose a side. So if they dress up as a hero, they can try to help the heroes escape from the villains. If they dress up as a villain, they can help torture the captive heroes. Oh, and gosh. so we usually set up like a Batman or Spider-Man or somebody in the electric chair. And so the kids yeah. can come flip the switch because it actually sparks and everything. Okay. So the kids love oh, doing so that. Fun. They love they love frying the superheroes last year. It was <laughs> so popular. Um, and then we have a sponsor that's donated like 4,000 pieces of candy. So we're handing out candy, of course. Uh, so, you know, the villains that we lure in the kids on candy, you know. Um, but yeah, we'll be, you know, we'll hand it out candy. We'll have the animatronics. We're going to have the uh, beer and wine tent, uh, just like they do at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. We're going to have the food trucks. Um, Perfect. We also have um, a nationally known pumpkin carver, uh, Andy uh, Manilov. He's yes. won several national awards. Uh, he's going to be at the Hall of Heroes uh, booth doing uh, live carvings. Demonstrating oh my gosh. Sites. That is so cool. He, his stuff is incredible. We actually posted um, the video that he did for last year's competition uh -huh. um, on the event. Now, Alan, are, are you going to challenge him? Are you a pumpkin? No, I am or... not a pumpkin. Person. No, no, no. That is, I have done everything in the comic book industry over the last 30 years except for draw. I have no artistic talent. Well, oh, I'm sure that you have some. I could draw the adventures of the ugly stick man, but no oh, one would pay for that. They may. They may. They may <laughs> I, love that. <laughs> you know, I've been a writer. I've been a historian. I've been, you know, an appraiser publisher you know i've kind of done every role in the comic book industry over the last 30 years except for artist just well, not in my skill set. oh man <laughs> you know i uh i love i love that you're having the pumpkin carving you're right this person is so amazingly yeah, talented oh before? yes i yeah, have it's great. so incredibly talented i'm sure he's not doing all of that with the little plastic knives that you can get in the kit and the store. no no he's got much more advanced <laughs> tools in his kit i'm sure yes absolutely now ellen attendees do need to purchase tickets but there's a yes. little bit of a discount right there is if they uh yeah if they get online uh before i believe october 5th is the deadline okay uh on Wellfield site, uh, they can get on there and get tickets in advance. Yeah, we are not selling them at the museum. Uh, we just run everything through Wellfield site for this event. Absolutely. It's an easy website to it use. Is. And of course, Alan, you mentioned it was it's family friendly. Mm -hmm. And we just want to clarify, it's not scary. It's not right? scary. No. Okay. We don't jump out at anybody. Um, basically, all of our volunteers in costume, we tell them that the rules are if there's little kids in the group, there's no jumping out, nothing like that. If it's teens or older in the group, it's kind of open season, though. Uh, it really is. It is, yeah. But yeah, little kids, yeah, we're okay. not freaking little kids out. We're not scaring kids. You know, yeah, all of our volunteers have been told that numerous times. But adults, I think what I heard was watch out. You never know. There could be something just a little tiny scary. If you leave right. the kids at home, make it an adult night sure. or bring your kids, have fun, grab some of the candy. Now, of course, Garden of the Villains at Wellfield Botanic Garden happens Friday, October 6th and Saturday, October 7th. Yep. The gates do open at 6 p.m. And the last admission is going to be at 8.15 p.m. You can grab your tickets at wellfieldgardens.org. And of course, you can learn more about the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum at hallofheroesmuseum.com. Alan, thank you so much You're for welcome. being on the podcast. This is so fun. We're going to have you back. I want to talk sure. to you about everything else you that betcha. you do. You are such a fascinating <laughs> and interesting person we have here in Elkhart. And it's always so fun to talk yeah, to you. Absolutely. Appreciate being on the show. Okay, I am so excited to wrap up this episode of the podcast talking about something super fun. We've got Tanner with Premier Arts here. And hey, Tanner, we've got the Wizard of Oz coming up. 
Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on today. You have a lovely studio, by the way. Oh, yes. Thank you. For the listeners that don't know, um, we never actually really see each other. Um, so the <laughs> studio is exactly whatever Tanner wanted it to be today, which Tanner, where are you today? Well, currently, speaking of Wizard of Oz, I am in our production facility and working on the Wizard of Oz set. Oh, gosh. So you're you're on the yellow brick road right now. I am. I'm painting it up. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Now, if a listener is not familiar with Wizard of Oz, what is this story about and what is the production that Premier Arts is doing like? Well, it's so funny because like to you and I, Wizard of Oz is a staple of our childhood. But yeah. as we're working with more and more children, especially in the schools, we're finding out that that's no longer part of their childhood. And that's a real travesty. Oh, so no. <laughs> we are working to fight against that. Um, so for those that don't know, under the age of seven, uh, The Wizard of Oz is a magical story where Dorothy is from Kansas and she gets swept away in a tornado and lands in a magical land of Oz. And she meets some new friends, a brainless scarecrow, a heartless tin man, and a lion that's lacking some courage. And they're on their way to the wizard to wish for the things that they want most. But there is a wicked witch along the way trying to keep them from it and take the ruby slippers back that magically appeared on Dorothy's feet after they left her um, deceased wicked witch of the east, little yeah. toesies. <laughs> And so I just love the show because like while I'm talking about it, it's just sparking such memories for me. And it's one of those fantasy and magical shows which just offer a lot of fun things through a, a theater lens. Oh, absolutely. And I love, Tanner, how Premier Arts, the whole team over there, you guys do such a wonderful job at showing little glimpses into the performances through the, the rehearsals and the practices. Yeah. Now, I saw that you announced the cast uh, just a little bit ago. Can you can you share any details on what the cast is like in this production? But really, I got to know. Is it going to be a human playing Toto or how's that going to work? <laughs> well, if you come see our show, you will see plenty of faces that you've come to love and recognize uh, on the premier arts stage. Like Ella Glassburn is playing our Dorothy in the main stage cast. And she has basically grown up through premier arts. She's going to be lovely. Um, Julie Cotton is playing the Scarecrow and she's uh, becoming a local treasure here in Elkhart. But then yeah. you see some, some newer faces like a man that, by the name of Doug Bates who uh, we've met around the community. Um, and he hasn't done theater since high school, but he's oh, reimagined his passion and he's coming back and having a great time. And then uh, uh, the Tin Man is named Caleb Fairchild and he's doing a great job. He's done one other show with us in the past season, but just like Doug, hasn't done it since high school and has realized how much he's loved it and how much he missed it. Oh, wow. Now that is so incredible. You mentioned a couple of the people that were cast just aren't regular theater goers. Now, Tanner, can you get involved in Premier Arts if you're not on the stage all the time? Absolutely. We love that. It's a community theater because it's theater for the community by the community. All of our members on our stage, including Toto, are local, uh, locally grown um, people who have just <laughs> auditioned and threw their hat in the ring and um, wow. we just wrapped up our search for toto okay uh, i yes tell me submission. about this oh man it's gotten some great submissions uh, as soon as we announced that we are looking for an actual dog 
Uh, they don't need to look like Toto from the movie, but they do need to be small enough to fit in a basket. Well, well I mean, okay, what is small enough to fit in a basket? Because have you seen some of the people in New York City that take their dogs and they are in a bag? They're a 150-pound yeah. dog in a bag. Right. Nowadays, they've got these little, like, backpacks, little Bjorns <laughs> for the dogs. No, it's got to be small enough to fit in a picnic basket. Okay. And we are so thrilled with our choice. It was It was hard because... We had so many great submissions and we just love that people are as excited for their dogs as we are. Oh, I love that. Now, another fun thing about this performance, and it's like you do with some other shows, there is an all youth performance. Now, this does not just mean that it's only youth in the audience. The youth are on the stage, right? Yes, we get bored around here. And so one show <laughs> just isn't enough for us. And it also creates tons of great opportunity when we can do what we call a main stage cast where it's kind of cast age appropriate alongside an all youth production so the same show but with all youth a, a youth dorothy a youth tin man a youth wicked witch a youth oz um and maybe even a youth toto that might be a stuffed animal <laughs> oh my gosh that is so fun now this production happens at the learner right in downtown elkhart mm-hmm. october 13th 14th and 15th Listeners, just visit premierarts.org to learn a little bit more and grab the tickets. Now, you'll definitely want to grab these tickets early. Premier Arts is always such a great, uh, uh, I'm sorry, great, so man, you've just got me thinking about the dogs, Tanner. I'm so excited. Can we do a production that is all dogs? That's all I'm thinking about right now. The dream come true. It'd be like the puppy bowl, but with musicals. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now, absolutely. Premier Arts does such, (laughs) let's do that. I mean, you're going to have to announce a 24th season here pretty soon. And I think it's, it's for the dogs. We can squeeze one in just for the dogs. I think it's not too Oh my gosh. I love it. Now, Premier Arts always does such a great job. Tickets sell out. Grab your tickets early. Tanner, thank you so much for sharing all of this fun with the listeners. I can only imagine right now you are so far down the yellow brick road painting the beautiful sets that always, always happen for every production. Thank you so much for everything you do for the community. And I'm so excited to see this. It's a pleasure and an honor. I love what I get to do and share it with everyone in this community. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.